You might be Hulk Hogan, but I have a world championship belt. You you might have a world championship belt, but um, I I I have a CM Punk air freshener. I was gonna say that I have a best in the world T-shirt, but so do you. So that's kind of a stalemate. Yeah. And I have a best-in-the-world hat, which makes me the bestest in the world. What do I have? Herpes. Room. Hey, everybody. Welcome to ARG. This is episode 24. That's my room full of nerd stuff. Tell me why I'm, I'm better than Chris. <laughs> I have, full of like, nerd... seasons of Power Rangers stuff on my shelf. Room full of nerd stuff feels like a good podcast name. <laughs> that should... Yes. That is better than hyperpower. Yeah, we we thought we had settled on a name, and it turns out when we say we settled on a name, what it basically means is we didn't have anything else. I really actually like Room Full of Nerd Stuff. I actually really kind of do, too. We might have to roll with that. We'll decide that at the end of this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to Room Full of Nerd Stuff. That's the first episode this is. This is the first episode. That's what we're calling it forever now. Welcome to Mike's fucking face fucking smells. No... That is mean and brazen. <laughs> hey, so uh, if you haven't seen it yet on the website, which is weird because you're probably listening to this on the website, Mike's got a Let's Play running on the home world. I do. It's called Zombie Taco. It's that one Zombie Taco does Left for Dead. Left for Dead. I, I forgot what game I put up. I'll probably put up the, uh, the Minecraft Feed the Beast ones once I get the next one recorded. And uh, tomorrow, while I'm off, I'm going to start recording my first Let's Play. It's a secret. You'll find out what it is when I release it. It's a surprise. It's a Shaolin surprise. <laughs> this surprise will make you Shaolin out loud. You'll be cold. You'll want to put on a Shaolin. <laughs> Why are you wearing a Shaolin side? You... Are you some kind of a monk's <laughs> Tarv is like, what game is it? What are they saying? Tarv is like, Karate Kid on NES? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tarv. Karate Kid for, how did you know? How, how, Tarv? How are you, Mike? I am accomplished. How many fingers are burnt today? I, well, none, none more burnt today. None more burnt today, so the fingers are the same level of burnt they were yesterday. They are still burnt up. Really, the only one that hurts is that one on the back of my thumb. Yeah, just the one your your pen rubs against when you draw. Nothing too big. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hit there. Oh, it's just. That's what, it's just enough. That's bars. what she said. Podcast over. I need like some kind. You of need to thing. not say that thing ever. I need, like, some kind of a noise that can play when I do that. Maybe, maybe, like... Would, would that work? You're still terrible at queuing those things up. I know. They're still... That was just not very good. <laughs> There's just a, a beat of silence before it, it kicks in. And it cuts you off completely, so there's, like, no sound coming from your end, and then loudness. That's a valid point. But no, the burn is just a little south of where my pen rests, so I'm good. It just <laughs> where stings. Pen, where your pen rests. Shut up. Uh, penis jokes. Penis jokes would also be a good <laughs> podcast. No, it's Roomful of Nerd Stuff. Welcome to Roomful of Penis Jokes, the podcast. 
I used to open the door, and it's just like a room full of penis jokes. But no, I got all the shit off the truck, so I won't need to use... The truck is now shit-free? I won't need to use the heat gun anymore and burn myself. Now, when you say heat gun... myself. When you say heat gun, is that like when I worked at my friend's computer shop, and he was like, we need a heat gun so we can take labels off of the computers when we swap out the cases? So here's 20 bucks, run next door to Dollar General and buy us a hair dryer? It's sort of like a hair dryer, but it is hot. So, it, so it's like an actual heat gun. It's an actual heat gun. It was yeah. my dad used it when he was a tool salesman for shrink wrapping, like uh, yeah. socket sets and shit. Yeah, we didn't have we, you know, because we were just taking like when we'd swap somebody's case for their computer, somebody would give us a computer for parts, and we'd take the Windows stickers off the case. Mm. We just used a hair dryer. Yeah. But we call you know everybody would come to the back and they'd be like, "Is that a hair dryer? No, that's a professional heat gun. <laughs> it's not a hair dryer. But no, this shut your whore mouth. This is a legitimate heat gun that does get it very like hot. It does its job. I feel like you need some kind of a power source so you can just like plug it into your belt and walk around with it and become the the heat miser or something. Oh, that's a character that I came up with for that I'm going to use in a future comic, which I forget what I named him. It wasn't the heat miser, but uh, he was he was a villain who uh, his parents never let him have dessert before dinner, and this made him very bitter. So now he goes around melting ice cream. What? His goal is to make sure that because he never got dessert, that no one will, and so he melts all the ice cream. It was not going Still to not, be a very serious comic. Still not the worst comic you've ever come up with. Now, the whole creation of that was that I was, it was a long time ago, I think, uh, God, maybe it was almost two years now, but I was going on about how I think that the comics industry has really sort of alienated children, Yeah. and my idea was that, like, if I could get Squirrel Girl, I would, like, take her away from the Avengers, take her away from New York, so that it's, like, totally self-contained, her universe, and I would tone her down and aim her at kids, more specifically young girls, to really get that audience that is completely alienated by the current comic industry. Right. And I was like, what sort of villains would a child sort of think were evil? And I was like, huh, a, a guy that doesn't want them to have sweets. So this character that melts ice cream. The most sinister. But no, I, I still plan on using that character in my own project, but I, I need to rename him now, because I forgot what the original name was. So it's not so much you need to rename him as it is you need to name him. Right. Well, I don't imagine that the name will be what the original name was, I just can't remember what it is now. Probably like the Ice Cream Bandit. No, it had something to do with heat. Heat hotterizer, hot hotinizer, hotter man. Hot guy. The Cotteroster? Co- the Cotter Keistador. No. Uh, so how about you? What are you doing? I've been working, but I'll be working significantly less probably in the future, which means more time for website stuff. Hooray! More time for a room full of bag of dick jokes. That's not what this is going to be called. <laughs> Welcome to a room full of bag of dick jokes. That is not the name of this podcast. I thought it very funny that you wouldn't even consider No Fucks Given as a podcast name. 
because I was sitting at work and I was talking to a friend of mine about how we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast. And I was just like, I just, I don't know. I just don't give a fuck. Wait, that's a great name for a podcast. <laughs> like, maybe if we want to market this, we should not have fuck in the title. Well, I mean, you know, we could, like, censor it. Oh, that's right, you hate censorship things. I do. You're like, oh, that's lame. I think they're funny when you do them right. But... It's like, uh, the thing that pisses me off is, like, watching television that's geared towards adult humans, mm-hmm. and they have to bleep out shit and fuck. Mm-hmm. It's like the show's on at 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, uh, um, what was it? Uh, 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 Ink Master. Right. It's a competition show about tattooing, in case anybody doesn't know what it is. I, I think I caught a little bit of that last night, because I remember I was at work, and I looked up, and I was like, why is famed Jane's Addiction guitarist Dave Navarro on television? Is he not irrelevant yet? He's one of the judges on the show. Yeah, I was just like, is it 1996 again? <laughs> is he still fucking Carmen Electra? What's going on? No, he just has a reality TV series. He's in that stage of his career. Which, those are the reality shows that I kind of like. I like the ones that yeah. are competition, not so much as like, hey, here's six people and they hate each other, so we're making them live together and watch hilarity ensue. These six people hate each other, so here's 50 bucks, run a tattoo parlor. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's like the show starts at 10, generally. Last night was special episode, so it started early. But at 10 o'clock at night, the kids are in bed. The show is on should, a channel. Should be in bed. Should be in should bed. Should be in bed. But the show's on a channel that's aimed towards adult males. So when they say Spike. when they say swears, just let them say swears. Don't believe it. Because who just cares? Just let them say the swears. Who gives a shit? The FCC won't let them be, even though they're on Spike, and technically they aren't bound by those rules. They're not. Uh no. Uh, those those rules really only apply to basic cable. Hmm. Yeah, they just kind of choose to play nice and adhere to it so they can get advertisers, because that's where you run into the problem. Yeah, because I'm sure that their Viagra and Trojan sponsorship will go out the window if you use the word fuck. Damn, Navarro said shit. Well, we're just going to take away this Magnum condom sponsorship. We can't have that. We can't have people thinking about Dave Navarro saying shit while they're fucking. Actually, no, that might be a good idea. <laughs> but you don't think about Dave Navarro when you're fucking? Damn, girl, this is going to be so awesome. You know, this reminds me of this time, Dave Navarro. Ah, no, no, don't get smaller, don't get smaller. It's done. Finish yourself off, sweetie. I'm going to go. <laughs> Towel yourself off, you're done, and go home. <laughs> uh, well, that took a strange turn. Um, God, we're only 12, 12 minutes into this. <laughs> also a good name for a podcast. That took a strange turn. <laughs> Every phrase you're going to think is a new name for the podcast. need to be writing these down. Because this is supposed to be the first episode that we use the new name. I think in the last episode you said next episode will have a no. name. No, this episode is the last episode of our because next episode is 25. So this is 24. Keep up. I don't know what numbers we're on shit. You, I, you count about as well as Todd McFarlane. That's an obscure joke. It is. I don't get it. Because there was uh, this time where Todd McFarlane released issue 16 of Spawn. Or wait, hang on. how did it work out? He released uh, he released issue 17 of Spawn, and then next month he released issue 20. What? Because he he didn't finish 18 and 19, but he had finished 20. So instead of just putting them all off until he finished 18 and 19, he released 20. Yeah, and the reasoning they gave in the back of issue 20 was Todd can't count. 
just that Todd's an overrated fucking hack of a comic artist. I can't remember what the real reason was, but it was... That is the real reason. (laughs) He's a fucking overrated hack. Hey, look, he made enough money where he gets to sit at home and play with his balls. I think we've made this observation in the podcast before. uh, Mark McGuire's baseball that's not worth a fucking thing now. That's a million dollars well spent, Todd. Dickhead. Spawn, he's going to have to sell that money back. Quite a few, because the series isn't in publication anymore, I believe. Or it's just so damn delayed constantly that I don't see new issues of it anymore. Yeah, I don't know that it ever ended. I don't think it did. I think it just kind of stopped. I remember that there was, like, different iterations of it coming out at one point. Yeah. There was, like, Spawn in medieval times and shit. Well, that was, you know, when they, you know, when Spawn was at its most popular, and they were like, let's make a million variations of Spawn. Let's see, Spawn. Spawn. Wikipedia. The website's still Spawn.com. Just keep riding that horse, Todd. Uh, It's not like he's got another horse. (laughs) First appearance, 1992. Uh, It looks like it's still ongoing. It's not the original Spawn. It's a new guy, but Spawn has been for like three years now. Yeah, there, there it is. The Curse of Spawn, Spawn the Dark Ages, Hell Spawn, Spawn Blood of Shadows, just fucking end it, Todd. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Spawn and Batman. Blood? Blood of Shadows? Oh, Blood and Shadows. Okay. Well, that makes... That makes it better. Just just as much sense. Spawn Godslayer, Spawn Simony? (laughs) That's the Spawn-Paul Simon crossover. I pictured Spawn playing that Simon game. (laughs) (laughs) Simony is, I guess, the French Spawn. Because that's what they needed, a Spawn that doesn't bathe. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, I will stop in the devil just as soon as I finish my croissant. Violet and my Merlot. With your large jaw. One day I cannot stop thinking about you. Let us go to the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) I am your dead husband. I'd like to apologize to any French listeners. It's that one Tarv, you're not you're not French. That one French listener is crying right now. Way to go, Chris. If he's crying, does it sound like he's going ha 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 but yeah, spawn just God. Uh, Image United. Any new news on Image United? Nope. Never gonna end. Wasn't that the comic that Todd McFarlane isn't doing his his bit on it? That's the one where it's like they're waiting on two or three people to come in and yeah finish because it was like issue. yeah it was like every character but drawn by their every character is being drawn by their creator right and as we've established through history. Um, the original founders of Image by themselves don't understand how deadlines work. So when you put them together to work on a project, just... <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith's going to finish a comic book before these guys get this out. I mean, Kevin Smith genuinely churns out comics faster than these guys do. We'll get the end to uh, Daredevil Target. We'll get that second volume of Batman Cacophony any second now. Or no, Widening Gyre. 
the one where he was like, I'm going to do two volumes, and I'm going to do the first six issues and then the second six issues. And he knocked out the first six issues, and it ended on a cliffhanger, and that was five years ago. Well, no, he knocked out, like, the first five issues, and then a year went by, and the sixth issue came out, and then we still haven't seen the second volume. That's right. Unlike that uh, Black Cat story where uh, Marvel was finally like, we're just getting somebody else to finish. Yeah, we're going to get someone else to write the ending of this, Kevin. There you go. But yet he still keeps getting fucking work. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I like his movies. I liked the comics that I read that he did. But the fact that he never fucking finishes them... That should be enough to disqualify you from getting any more work. Yet people, like big companies, Marvel and DC, are still hiring this guy. Yet I can't get one person to pay me to draw. This is, uh, did you, uh, did you ever read his, um... I'm sad now. <laughs> did you ever read his Bionic Man comic that he read, uh, that he uh, did with, uh, Dynamite Entertainment? Mm-mm. Which, like, opens up with, uh the bionic man before he's bionic walking out of his girlfriend's bathroom and just being like don't go in there (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty rough it's like in true Kevin Smith fashion it opens on a shit joke Kevin Smith took a legendary 60s sci-fi TV series and opened up with a shit joke I'm just really impressed that it didn't uh, didn't open up with like the bionic man walking out of the bathroom like yeah just just let me come on your eyes a little bit Maybe that originally was the plan, and Dynamite was like, no, Kevin. Kevin, that's a little too far. Kevin. Nobody. No. Kevin. Who do you think we are? We're the people who invented the T-Infinity. We don't do cum joke. That was the thing. Like, I really dug Dynamite's Terminator comics, because they kind of took Terminator 3 and did it right. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, then, yeah... About midway through that story, they they create the T-Infinity, which is a robot that has the uh, time travel device built into it. So it can go to any time it wants at, at its own will. Which kind of seems like that's the end of the franchise, doesn't it? Yeah, but also doesn't work because the whole thing about why the Terminators need to have human tissue on them is because nothing dead will go through the time travel. Yeah. So this robot... Doesn't cover himself in anything, has the time travel built into him, and can go wherever he wants, even though he shouldn't by the laws of the universe. I read once a genius idea that somebody had for how the Terminators could carry weapons back with them. Oh, they put just them in No, just make you a backpack out of cheese. <laughs> well, cheese is not living. It's an organic substance. I think it needs to be living tissue. I think cheese would meet, cheese would meet it. I feel like cheese would work. But there was, uh, in Sarah Connor Chronicles, I think we talked about this one time. There was. Yeah, a, I, I feel like this is the podcast where we have discussions we've already had. But, uh, yeah, there was one of them that uh, came back with a gun, like, in his leg and ripped it out and started shooting. Welcome to Bag Full of... Didn't we already talk about this? Well, something new that we can talk about, well, sort of new, kind of, maybe, even though it's Power Rangers and we've already talked about <laughs> uh, there was this commercial that I saw on earlier tonight. Oh, God. And it's showing all of this, uh, uh, these old TV shows and cartoons and stuff of people talking into their watch. And it had about three clips from Power Rangers. Yeah, it's for that new Samsung watch thing. Yes. And I saw that, and I'm like, I could put the communicator noise that I have 
for my text messaging on that, and it could be a real communicator. I can just hear your dad already. God damn it, Mike. What? I'd be going to places with, like, Matt and being like, hey, Matt, call my watch phone. No. <laughs> Come on, do it. No. Call my watch phone and talk like you're speaking to me through the end of a pipe filled with water. Not, not going to do it. No. Michael, stop it. Mm. Would we um? Would we get the high-definition remake of that old vlog you made for the website where you revealed you were the Green Ranger? No. No? No. No, I think that video's long been deleted. Oh. And even deleted off the computer that it exists on, because unlike you, I actually get rid of shit that I don't use on my computers. <laughs> yeah, 20 years from now, when you meet Amy Joe Johnson, and she's like, God, I hate that I'm single. I wish I could find a guy who believes he's the Green Ranger. You're going to be like, no! I should have bought the watch phone and saved the video. It, in a world where I ever meet Amy Joe Johnson, who just... <laughs> Drastically wants a Green Ranger fan is also yeah, the world is also the world where I'm constantly wearing a Green Ranger costume. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to say anything. You'd just be like, <laughs> I just sidle up to her, whip out my phone, and show her all the pictures of my cool Power Ranger shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see that baby? Legacy Megazord. And she'd be all over some other guy who's not a nerd. <laughs> You'd be like, Amy Joe, look at all my Red Ranger figures. And she'd be like, oh my god, where did my panties go? No? Nothing? Okay. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of burned through everything in 25 minutes there. Uh, oh, god. No. It's sad. I really don't have any like news or anything to talk about. <laughs> this is where the podcast always goes. It's like, hey, hey, everybody, this thing and this thing and this thing, and then. But then inevitably, by forty minutes in, we're going to have some big conversation going that's going to run us to like two hours long. Possibly, we need to find, find something to talk about. Wrestle Zone. Uh, John Cena's coming back. Yeah, but that's nothing really to talk about. It's looking like WWE intentionally overstated how long he would be out for injury. To which, as somebody pointed out, so you're telling me all those dirt sheets picked up on um, all this other bullshit, but missed that John Cena was coming back? Keep buying those subscriptions, fans! <laughs> no, I like uh, Eric Bischoff's constant uh, berating of the dirt sheets. Go away, Bellator ad! God damn it! Wow! Have you seen the Battleground cover art? I see it on WrestleZone. They look like... I... Uh, what? That's like a Power Rangers cover art. On what website are you looking at? Uh, I'm on fan forums, but it's the Battleground cover art. It's not the poster art, and it doesn't spoil the main event, which is a, a first in a long time for cover art. Here you go. I will just put a link in the chat box. I will look at it in the chat box. In the chat box. Let's see here. Battleground. And I will put it in, in the show notes. Where's my show notes? There's my show notes. A blurb. It's in my show notes. Wait, how do they already have this on DVD when the pay-per-view... Oh, that was the last pay-per-view. But still, it yeah. just aired. Oh, yeah. They always, have the, they always have the box art ready, especially that one since it's not like a screenshot for the pay-per-view. They probably whipped that up a few weeks ago. 
Because they're going to try to rush that one out before Hell in a Cell. Why? It's like, hey guys, buy the DVD of the pay-per-view that didn't fucking end. When it goes down to five bucks, I'll probably buy it, but that's just for the Rhodes Brothers versus uh, the Shield match. Yeah, I'll just wait for a, a some sort of Gold Dust retrospective DVD that'll have that match on it, and much better matches. What would you even name a Gold Dust retrospective? Should have got the fake tits, the life and times of Dustin Rhodes? I don't know. I mean, they could... Did you know I used to be married to Terry? I mean, he had his work in WCW, and I mean, they couldn't use his TNA stuff yet until they eventually buy up that tape library. <laughs> Personally, I would just call it... <sighs> yes, sure. I am looking forward to a Lost Matadores DVD, because I think they are the future of professional wrestling. I hate this fucking gimmick so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. I mean, I I knew it was going to be shitty when they showed all those vignettes. And, like, first off, a Matador gimmick doesn't really work. And then they put the pink masks on them, and I knew it really wouldn't work. And then they gave them a midget dressed as a bull, and that ended everything. El Tarito! Who they had chase after Renee Young on the pre-show because she was wearing a red dress. <sighs> ah! Ah, sexual harassment midget. <laughs> that'd be another good name for a... That'd be a punk, that'd be a punk rock band, actually. We are the sexual harassment midget! Although, I'm... I'm wonder if they brought him in because I've heard so many rumors of various shows that they were planning on having on the WWE network when it finally launches and one of Never. them one of them was a midget show what one of them was oh, a, because because Hogan did the micro wrestling thing well i i mean you forgot about that didn't you no i didn't forget about that sadly yeah hogan's midget wrestling thing that had nothing to do with hulk hogan yeah isn't that like most Hulk Hogan things? It's got a Hulk Hogan's name on it, but Hogan's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Just give him a paycheck, brother. But Eric Bischoff's name was on it, so, you know, Hogan's had to be on there, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I heard that the plan was to have a, a midget wrestling show and a cruiserweight show. And I think I lost you. No, I'm here. <laughs> Everything got really quiet on your end. <laughs> yeah. That's just how things go when you talk modern-day WWE. Oh, uh, duh. Although, if they got some of the guys from that, uh, the micro-championship wrestling, or whatever the fuck that thing was called, like, those yeah. guys were actually not bad. You know who they need. They need the Latin legend. <laughs> El Luchador. El Luchador. Who's on Twitter. At L underscore Luchador. Or Tumblr. Ask El Luchador.tumblr.com. Or Facebook. Oh, God. He has a Facebook now. Facebook.com slash El uh, Luchador. I don't think there's an underscore on it. He's the Latin sensation. I thought we agreed you weren't going to teach him how to use Facebook. <sighs> I tried not to, but, you know. He thinks he that thinks... Candy Crush is a pinata and he hits his computer. That's why we took away all the wiffle bats. He's Mexican. He has a wiffle bat. I finally explained to him. I said, El Luchadork, the candy is in the bowl, not in the computer monitor. 
So now and he's, he's going gonna... to gonna smash up all the bowls in the house? Well, the bowls are plastic. He can't break them. It's going to be okay. El Luchador, for those of you don't, who don't know, is a Latin wrestling sensation. A lot of people, they've never seen him. He didn't allow his matches to be recorded because he used to be very superstitious about cameras stealing souls. It was a thing. He's gotten over that. He's retired, but he's come to Twitter. He wants to just take questions and answer them. Uh, it's twitter.com slash L underscore Luchador or facebook.com slash L Luchador or askelluchador.tumblr.com and he'll answer your questions with his legendary wisdom and broken English. He's going to break his computer again. Mike, his computer will be fucking okay. He's going to break it. No, he's not your dad. <laughs> My dad will okay. just yell about the mouse not working because of the internet. I mean, there was that one time I plugged in a new mouse, and El Luchador was like, you did something to the internet! And I was like, no, no, I know. He really likes some some whew, some websites you shouldn't go to. But he is one of the greatest Latin lovers since Cesar Romero. God, you just had to bring up my dad and that goddamn mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like El Luchador and your dad should have a match. It wouldn't end well for either of them. Now, Luchador could be like, see, it was I who took down the internet. What? It was I who used up all your internet bandwidth and made your mouse act slow. (laughs) Mike, Mike, this son of a bitch says he's the one who deleted the internet. No, Dad. The internet is not deleted, Dad. It's still right there. (laughs) It's right there. It's right, uh... God. I wish we get El Luchador on an episode of the podcast, but he doesn't have a microphone. He thought it was going to steal his voice. <sighs> that would be stupid, Mike. He thought the cameras were going to steal the soul. Your soul is not in your throat. No, but your voice is. He doesn't need a voice. He's El Luchador. What, he's going to cut all of his promos and sign? Where do you think Sin Cara learned it? Sin Cara doesn't do anything. That's because he knows he'll never be as good as El Luchador. That is a slap in the face of El Luchador that you would imply that he had anything to do with Sin Cara. How dare you, sir? Ah, what the fuck? Oh. Why did I click that link? <laughs> I actually opened up the video of X-Pac describing the plane ride from hell. <laughs> I was like, ah, wh- why-, why is X-Pac in my ears? <laughs> the video that you need to watch, I'll link you to it when we're done recording, is the... Uh... Sorry, listeners, you don't get it. No, just put it in the show notes, because I'm talking about it. Just remember to put this video that Mike sends you into the show notes. But uh, nope, mate. it's about uh, Kevin Nash responding to Jim Cornette bitching about him only having five moves, or six moves. And it's, yep. it's hilarious just because Kevin Nash doesn't even try to really defend himself. Right. <laughs> like Jim Cornette saying that he's got six moves. He's like, yeah, I have six moves, what of it? But, yeah, it's you got to see the video. I can't do it justice, so I'm not even going to try, but I'm just going to say that it's fu- fucking hilarious. Fucking funny. Which is why you need to put it in the show notes so that other people who give a shit about wrestling and listen to this high tarp can listen to it. Or high tarp and nobody else. <laughs> I'd say Caesar might want to watch it, but he hates everything, so he wouldn't want to watch it. He's still on, like, episode four. Because he, like, listens to him on the way to work, but he only has, like, a five-minute drive. It's not a very good system, no. Yeah, but... Oh, and then, also, I've been listening to Art of Wrestling. 
Oh, yes, yes. Which is a very good show that I suggest that everyone High Tarf listens to. Alarmingly good show, High Tarf. Yeah, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, that's a show that... Even, even if you're not a fan of professional wrestling, that's a good fucking podcast. I don't know that there's much value to it outside of wrestling. Like, they don't really, like, talk about politics or anything else. Yeah, the Mr. Anderson episode they did. I haven't listened to that one yet. I don't think that I'm going to, because it's Mr. Anderson, and I don't like him. It's actually, I felt the same way, but it wasn't terrible. Although I thought I was going to think that about Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. Because, admittedly, I've only seen anything Kevin Steen has done in Ring of Honor, and he just seemed right. like such a prick. Which I guess is really good because he's a heel, so he's supposed to come off as a prick. He's supposed to be a douchebag. But it's like, watching it, I thought that he was like one of those guys that's actually an asshole, which is why he's good at being a heel. Yeah. But then listening to his, his episodes, it's like, he seems like a really down-to-earth nice guy. Even the Matt Stryker sounds like a cool guy in his episode. Yeah, the, he did, Col, uh, Colt does a really good job of making people sound like reasonable human beings. Colt really edits these people out of being assholes. Yes. <laughs> the only one that he had trouble with was Miz, who uh, jumped a little too much in and out of character. Right. Like, every time that uh, they would kind of get warmed up and just talk, and he would kind of forget that they were recording, you could tell he was kind of getting out of character and everything, and then Colt would mention the podcast, and he'd be like, oh, shit, we're recording. Hey, I'm Miz, awesome. <laughs> can't believe they let the Miz do that. They're letting a lot of people do that. I guess because it's not, like, real media. Yeah. I mean, it's a podcast, and really that's just, I mean, like, they can't really stop people from going to their friend's house <laughs> and talking. Yeah. Even if it is recorded and going up on the Internet, it's like they really can't say, hey, you can't go visit your friend. I'm sure Vince has, like, a list of things they're not allowed to mention. Well, if if he does have such of a such a list, then they know what they can say and can't say. And Miz, how are you doing today? Owen oh, Hart's death was not an accident. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I have to leave. We Hart Colt. Awesome. Just jumps out the window. Miz, there's a door right there. Windows are oh as he hits the ground. Um, Miz, it's a first floor walk-in. Uh. I really don't care. I, that shrub has stickers in it, doesn't it, Miz? It hurts! I want to say I hate the Miz, but I don't hate the Miz. I just don't care for him. He has finally seemed to hit his stride in this recent storyline. Yeah, I think he'll be remembered as better, as being better than he's given credit for, but I... Well, it's like a thing that I, I I think I said it on this, or maybe I just said it on Raw Reactor, I can't remember which. Maybe you were just, like, sitting on the shitter and talking to yourself. That could have been, too. But uh, it's, like, a problem that the internet has is that they remember fucking everything, but right. they will only ever focus on the bad. So no matter what Miz does, he could, like, hone his craft become, like, as good a wrestler as Dean Malenko, as good a talker as CM Punk, and he will always, to the internet, be the guy who fucked up the figure four. Right. I mean, even, like, what I just said was a, a massive stretch. He'll never be Dean Malenko or CM Punk. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, 
Like, he could just really, really buckle down, hone his craft, become really, really good, and to the internet, he will always be the guy who fucked up the figure four, which is terribly unfortunate for him. I don't know, he did fuck up that figure four pretty bad. But it was once. It was once, and it was the first time that he did it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, give him some slack for it being the first time that he did it. I'm sure that Ric Flair didn't lock it on perfectly every single time. Ric Flair would lock you on perfectly every single time. Woo! I don't know what that means. I don't either. But, no, it's like uh, recently when they've made him more serious, and he hasn't been doing the awesome stuff so much. And Ever since he became a movie star and they've treated him as such? Well, I mean, uh, no, just like in this most recent angle where, like, uh, Stephanie McMahon came out and said, you're only the guy that we go to when we need media appearances, but you're not our guy, we really don't care about you, we'll spit you out and find another guy when you're done. Yeah. Like, when they turned him more serious and they kind of dropped that on him, he seemed to work better, his promos are better, it, a more serious character really works for him. He's not doing the shtick and not being kind of still playing the smarmy heel, even though he's supposed to be a good guy. Right. So it's like I I think that this this is really gonna help his career. Speaking of uh, uh things that were a little odd, uh, and Battleground, the uh, Rhodes match at the very end, did it throw you off a second when you heard somebody say, "Look, Dean Malenko." Mm -mm. I just I couldn't believe he was there. I know he's one of their backstage guys, but I was like, they put Dean Malenko on camera. During the Rhodes match? At the end, when everybody came out to congratulate them, Dean Malenko was in the crowd. Michael Cole even yelled, Dean Malenko! Oh, I don't remember that. Mike. What? I mean, it's almost like you're watching some sort of feed might have been cutting in and out. That was just because of the blackout? That had nothing to do with possible <laughs> theft? <laughs> El Luchador was telling me the blackout was partially his fault. What did he do? He was texting his friend and protege, Sin Cara, and Sin Cara was distracted and tripped over some tubes. He is not related to Sin Cara in any way. Sin Cara is his protege! No, he is not. Yes. If Sin Cara learned anything from El Luchador, he would not fuck up as much as he does. Well, I didn't say Sin Cara was a good protege. No student of El Luchador would be that bad. He wouldn't allow it. He would kill them before letting them step into a ring if they were that bad. He certainly wouldn't text them. Maybe he was texting Sankara that he was going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, we haven't heard or seen from Sankara in a long while. You know, he's got to heal up from that devastating finger injury. The finger just dislocated right away. Stop the match. I'll, I'll really, really be surprised if he has a job too much longer. <laughs> That's somebody who, uh, I imagine Triple H is just like, well, two out of three ain't too bad, right, Vince? <laughs> and Vince just looks at him and goes, karma. Oh, fuck. I think anytime Vince looks at Triple H about Sin Cara, Triple H just goes gobbledygooker, and he, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. I think of the list of horrible things Triple H must say to Vince sometimes. Like, hey, Vince, remember that time we wrote that story where I married your drunk daughter in a Las Vegas drive through chapel? Good times. I remember when I drugged her and married her? That was that was good times, yeah. Hey, remember that time we wrote that story where I sexually assaulted your daughter while she was under the effects of roofies in Las Vegas? Yeah. Attitude there was good times. Hey, hey Vince, r remember that time that I climbed into a coffin and fucked a dead person? That was awesome. Hey, 
Hey, Vince, remember that time I fucked Stephanie on your bed? Oh, shit. Remember that con- that time what? we conceived our third child in your bedroom? Oh, oh, damn, that was not... That was... I figured out the key to doing a good Vince McMahon impression. Mm. You just do, um... You just do the Penguin from the 60s Batman series. What? He's not near as squawky as the Penguin. He gets pretty close sometimes. What? You gotta put more bass in it. What? What? You're fired. Hey, Tarv. <laughs> I wonder how many times you can caption our podcast with depressed sigh. <laughs> it's not really depressed, though. I'm trying to just think of what else to, to say. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a down week. We hit these every couple of weeks. Like, sometimes we're just like, I have shit to talk about. And sometimes we're just like, so, uh, video games? Talk about Megaforce, but nothing really happened on that episode of any note. It was an Emma episode. But, I mean, except for Which except I, for the part where I I came to the conclusion that uh, Emma and G are totally in a relationship. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're totally doing like it. Like the way that they always kind of look at each other and giggle to each other, and the boys are completely oblivious to what they're ever talking about. It's like they're totally hooking up. They're together. Which is fitting because this is also the first gay Red Ranger. I did. I did love when uh, Emma gave her monologue about what dreams were, and Robo Knight was just like, "Oh, <laughs> now it makes sense." It's it's. Fr- I did. I tweeted this, and I, it was just a joke, but it's coming true. It seems like every episode for the rest of the season is going to be about how Robo Knight is superior because he is not human, but yet still cannot succeed because he is not human. Which I think is going to lead to him becoming the Silver Ranger in... I was thinking that, actually. At the end of the episode, when they showed him looking up at the at the meteor shower... Yeah, I, I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, they're going to turn him human because he's learning all these human things, and he's going to become a real boy and become the Silver Ranger. They're going to explain him being such a spaz as he's technically special. Because <laughs> he's not really human. Well, yeah, he's, he's just experimenting with his new human body by flailing around like an idiot. <laughs> That's what you do when you get a new body. You jump around like a child. Is is that what you do? I've got a new body. Whoa! I mean, My cheeks are so squishy. I mean, that's what I'd do. Just jump around. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. I was thinking that, too, though, because I had at the beginning of the episode started thinking to myself, I was like, how are they going to explain that Robo and I just stopped showing up? Earth is fine. See you. <laughs> I don't know that we ever talked about that, that at the opening of the show it says, like, Earth was once peaceful. Yeah. It's like, did you watch the past 20 years? Like, in the last 20 years, Earth has not had one moment of peace. Maybe. There is not a, there is not a single weekend where nobody is conveniently in their office building that there has been a moment of peace. I mean, maybe in that two-year span where RPM happened in a different world, and then, uh, like, the remastered version that isn't, like, yeah. actually happening. There was, like, a two-year span where the Earth was good. <laughs> Earth is like, whoo! Dodge that bullet. And they got rid of all the monsters. God damn. About time. And then the emo rangers showed up. I've taken to referring to Jaden as the emo ranger. Because he was all, you know, it is our duty... But he was he always must. smiling with his scary, upside-down Gary Busey mouth. <sighs> think of Emma. Think of Emma. Think of Emma. Think of Emma. Scary, upside-down Busey mouth. 
Ah, weird dream sequence thing where she vows to help everybody. By the way, can we talk about that? I want a kitten. I want to play guitar. <laughs> I want to buy my parents a plane ticket to Paris. I will get a kitten. I will entertain people. I will buy my parents a plane ticket. To Aim low. That's how you man- that's how you manage expectations. Well, it's like the whole thing that cracked me up about that. I guess we are talking about Megaforce now. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Was that, it was a re- it was a really bad episode. Was there were there were the four people that all had their various goals, and it's like one guy wanted to be a famous musician, okay, ambitious. One guy wanted to like run a marathon or be in the Olympics or something, again, ambitious. I want to send my parents to Paris for their anniversary. Not really ambitious, but still a good goal. Yeah. I want a kitten. <laughs> What little girl doesn't dream of having a kitten? And then at the end, when she got that kitten, and I think she was trying to break its neck for some reason, she was like, a kitten! <laughs> that poor cat. But it was like it was all these things that you actually have to work hard and save for or practice for in order to, to attain, and then this little girl just wants a kitten. It really seemed out of place, especially at the end. It's like, I will be in a rock band. I will run in the Olympics. I will have a kitten. Don't forget. What would you name the kitten? Hope. Hope. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's like although Emma just Emma just had too many dreams for that monster to eat. That's what it was. When she said, "I will have a kitten," I was like, "Not if your parents have anything to say about it." <laughs> that would have been great if Emma was like, "What a great dream!" But ask your parents first. Yeah, make sure you don't just bring home a cat. And <laughs> just like wandered off the next guy. This girl is sitting here just broken and dejected. What if my parents say no? <laughs> yeah, they all get out of the monster, and the girl's just still crushed because her mom said no to the kitten. <laughs> all their dreams came true. Well, you're going to need another dream, sweetheart. See, this is why they won't hire me, because if I wrote it, I would have Emma be like, the only way to save them is to destroy their dreams. Your cat will die. You <laughs> suck at the guitar. You can't run. Your parents are probably dead by now. You know how many diseases there are in France? You don't want to send your parents there. You know what'll happen to your cat? Grow old and die. Oh, its fur will fall out. Yeah, yeah, everything dies. Even you. Life is fleeting and everything is shit. Remember that, all four of you. Remember that you will die one day. Remember that. You're all going to die soon. I saved them all. (laughs) Why is everybody crying? You should be happy. I, I got you I out of that monster so you can live your miserable short life. She looks over at that guy. She's like smashing the guitar <laughs> into the ground. Fuck everything. <laughs> this is why they won't. This is why Saban won't fucking hire us. <laughs> oh, Saban. Yes, they have a new show coming out. Really? Uh, what was it? Is it is it is it that Bee Fighter thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was it called? Ah, uh, God, I'm looking it up. Savan new show. It was something, The Tribe. Oh, God, The Tribe? Oh, not, that wasn't the name of it. It was just, Tribe was part of the name. What is it? Savan Tribe. That's what I looked up. It didn't, <laughs> this is going to be a great part of the show. What tribe? Savan News show coming out. Tribe of the Wild? Tribe. 
The creator of Mighty Morphin Power Tribe of the Wild. Yay, we found Yay. it! Yay! I mean, I don't know much about it yet, but they are coming out with a new show. It's going to oh, be on it's Nickelodeon. Oh, not, it's not Haim Saban. I was looking for Saban. It's Shuki Levy. Well, it's still, it's being produced by Saban Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> they're having an interview with Shuki Levy, and they're like, no, seriously, what have you been doing for the past decade? I've been working under Saban. I do the Power Rangers. Wow, they have got... I thought Power Rangers was doing a great job of recruiting every vacant, slack-jawed one of the actors. But I think I think this show has taken the cake. By the way, here's a fun story, by the way. Uh, a friend of mine lives in California, and he was talking to a friend of his. His friend said he had read... A, he had read for a, he had done, done an audition for a part on a TV show, and the TV show was Arrow, and the part was The Flash, and he was like, "Now my friend's a very good-looking guy, but he'll never get the part." He said, "Well, lo and behold, another one of my friends said he got the same part, so he started asking around. It turns out this perverted casting director just got some scripts from uh, Arrow and held a casting session to get a bunch of guys to hang out topless and read cheesecake lines. Good times, Hollywood." The main character's description on this website, Gabriel Marshall, male, Caucasian high school student, must be legally 18 but looks 16. Gabriel is a handsome, charismatic, likable, younger version of Channing Tatum. And done. Which one? Is that supposed to be the tall, red-headed dude? I think so. Eh? Where are you reading this? Uh, what is this website? I'll just send you the link. Try with the wild audition? Archive of Tribe of the Wild. It's got character yeah. breakdowns. It doesn't... Whoa! Pays $1,000 a week for... Oh, for a month. Four grand. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Angelo Franco. Franco. Must be legally 18, but looks 16. Italian. Must look like high school student. While on the chubbier side, must be capable of moderate physical activity. Think an Italian version of Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> the class clown... Cute, outgoing, can't keep his mouth shut. Accepted by the popular kids, but hangs with the nerdier kids. Son of a widower. <laughs> Sometimes uses humor to cover up the sadness he feels due to the loss of his mother. <laughs> oh, man. These are great. I like all of them. Must be 18, but look 16. What the... Why? They want them to be high schoolers, but if they're not... If they're younger than 18 years old, they can only work like... To eight hours a day or something like that, or six hours or some bullshit. Oh. Restrict- so the the 18 thing is for the actor, not the character. Yeah, yeah. See, I was reading that as, like, the character must be 18 but look 16, and that really like the twist me. Is gonna, the twist is going to be they've all failed two years of high school. <laughs> well, I mean, they could be 18 still in high school. They could be seniors. Uh, so, let's see. Maury Island near Seattle. Oh, my God, it's near you. Yes. The very first UFO sighting in the U.S. was a debris fell and hit a fishing boat. Government came and closed the whole area. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Aliens abduct five teenagers. It is an ongoing journey. There is not a formula. What that means is aliens abduct five teenagers. We haven't written anything past that. Aside from 16-year-old Channing Tatum and Italian Zach Galifianakis. In this sci-fi action-adventure series, for teens, five high school friends are abducted by aliens and find themselves in an unfamiliar world where past, present, and future are merged into one. So it's Doctor Who. Doctor Power Ranger. I can't even make a joke about that. I got nothing. Got nothing? Got nothing. 
Although, they're going to film this whole show in a month? I mean, if if it all takes place with them on a spaceship, it won't be hard. I guess. Well, I mean, they're. it says that they're going to an unfamiliar world where past, present, and future all merge into one. So, I mean, they're going to go to a planet. Well, that just means they're going to be in the back lot of Universal Studios. <laughs> like, hey, we found the old Dracula set. Let's go get some Nazi costumes. <laughs> So what do we find back here today? Uh, I've got a set from Robin Hood, the costumes from 2001 A Space Odyssey, and is that Steve Cardina? <laughs> yeah, he's just at Universal Studios with his kids, just having a day. And <laughs> Hey, guys. Oh, my God, be on our show. No, no, guys, I'm just here with my kids. Please. Oh, Jesus. What a week. And well, we actually made it to an hour. Yeah. Well, how much of that hour is going to get cut out with us? Oh. Uh, um, by the way, Power Rangers Megaforce put out a new video. Mega Halloween safety. They did that with I Samurai, will. too. Yeah. Like, hey, don't talk to any monsters you don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a gift set from the last episode of Megaforce, too, reminding me just how terrible it was to, like, point a camera at Christina Masterson and be like, all right, look directly at the camera and say your lines. This is going to be great. But then I've seen, like, some of her stuff, and I know she can really kind of act, so I wonder if she really hated that. She can act when she's yelling at the Madden ex-boyfriend. Her acting ability is in the swearing, and she can't do that in Tower Ranger. I still need to make that video that's her doing that, and it just keeps cutting to a confused Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bastard. What? <laughs> Thanks for listening to what is the final episode of ARG. Next week will be shelf full of room, a bag of dick jokes, choke on it. Um, Again, with the, like, attacking the audience name. <laughs> room full of bag of shut the fuck up. Uh, we love our audience. Thanks for listening, Tarv. Um, Mike? Nah. Anything you want to add at the end? Yeah. What's your final thought? My final thought is that I don't know what I did to my ankle, but it fucking hurts. My final thought is, go follow El Luchador on Twitter. Ask him a question. He's a funny guy. Kind of. Ay, 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 ay. He's got a much more baritone voice. Ay, 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 ay. That sounds like Spanish telenovela Alpha 5. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Well, that guy... Ay, 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 I take you away from all this, Lucina. Oh, my super glue just broke. That's my good. In the garbage. Just imagine you throw it in the garbage and you pick up your hand and the trash can stuck to your hand and just, ah, new problem! <laughs> we'll see you all next week with a new title and Mike will have one fewer hand. We're still recording that.